It's time for counterculture. Are you tired of how divided we are? Let's find the peacemakers. Think everyone is mean and selfish? Let's talk to those who are helping us all be more loving and caring. Think our culture is going downhill? Let's meet those who are helping us flourish. And now your host, Jonathan Sanborn. And hello again. Thank you so much for tuning in to Counterculture. Appreciate every one of you. Just That's just what this – I'm so thankful. It's I, I'm just so aware there's 100,000 or I don't know, there are 100 million podcasts out there. There's so much on radio, but you've chosen to spend the next 26 minutes with uh, with me and with our one, amazing guests. We're about a year and a half on this show, and I never thought like, – I was just talking to this like I never thought we'd get to this far. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just I think that we're hitting a niche. I think there's we're trying we're not we're not here to battle the world's problems. We're here to lift up uh those who are countercultural, who are helping us grow in peace, in compassion and in our culture. So and I get to again, I get to meet the most amazing people around town and I can say, "Hey, can you come on my show? And, and pretty much they always say yes. So it's, I, I, I got that going for me. So so here in studio today, we have Caleb Berkey. Is that, is that, I said that right. Yes. I've just, I actually realized I just read your name a lot, but I've actually never said it out loud. <laughs> That's right. Yep, you got it right. Nailed it. Perfect. Okay. Well, welcome, Caleb. Thank you. You're from Medford, Oregon. Yes. And that's on the the green side or the brown side? Or the, or the, it is the green side. It's the yes. green side. Okay. <laughs> um, came out of the restaurant industry. Yep. And, uh, and then you've now had this journey that's led you into Dutch Brothers, um, where you worked with them in Oregon, and then, and then you came to Arizona. And you now um, own, op, own and operate eight Dutch Brothers franchises. Is that correct? Yeah. So we got eight. Three on the way, a lot more coming. Okay, awesome. <laughs> now, this is a grow, a very fast-growing organization. Yes, it's – well, what people don't realize about Dutch Bros is um, in February, it'll be the 30-year anniversary. 30 – oh, that's new to me. Yes. Yeah, I so, think of it like a last five – about 10, 15 years. I think it's you know taken this, the more national stage in the last four or five years. Yeah. But it's it's been 30 years in the making and – wow. What, as they say it, it probably just feels like they're getting started. They're, it's, it's still got a lot of runway. <laughs> awesome. We've had uh, – so this is actually – this is cool because this, you're, do, you're in a space that we haven't had a lot of voice on. And so I'd like to hear uh, – uh, can't wait to hear – get more – to dig more into that. But so eight uh, with, with Dutch Brothers. But you're, the Dutch Brothers as an organization really has an eye towards philanthropy and a positive community and global impact. And uh, yeah, big growth is happening. And you're also a family man, yes. right? You have been married for eight years, and how many kids? Two, two okay. children. Yeah, we got two kids, uh, Dawson and Haven. Wow. Four and two. Four and two. Man, those are good days. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> well, they say the terrible twos, but it's 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 real. we had a terrible threes. And that seemed to be it was weird. Like twos were actually we we thought we were doing I, we were amazing parents. I think we felt the same way. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so before we kind of get into the like the whole like what you're here for, yes. we like to play a game. So so people get to know you. We you know, did a little bit of the bio stuff, the stuff you could maybe read on LinkedIn. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. We we'll get to it, whatever. We like to know like, but we now we're to play this game called fake news. And fake news, it's kind of like two truths and a lie, but it's really like one truth. Like you say something that's true about yourself. Yes. And something that's not true. And I try to guess. And I don't really, I don't know. I mean, we've just met in person. So I have no like frame of reference. You could be, you could sit on a throne of lies (laughs) 
and I would have no idea what's true or what's not true outside of just what you told me. Okay. So, but I'm ready. So let's pull, let's let's roll. Okay. Okay. Let me say. It? Yeah, say say okay. both of them in any order, and I'll try to guess. Okay. Um. So, in the late '80s, I made an appearance on a major Hollywood film as a baby. Okay. As a ba- okay. Uh, so the eight, okay, the time. Okay, based uh, you, you can't see his face, but that's probably pretty accurate for his face. Yes. Okay. Um, and I'll give a hint. I'm born in '86. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> second one is uh, competed against an Olympic uh, gold medalist who played for Team USA for men's basketball. Wow. So I would say, so do okay. I can't ask questions. I just have to go with just what yeah. you say to me. So I'm gonna say. That you were a celebrity baby. I, I mean, was, b- when you did, that's back when you didn't have facial hair, I'm guessing. <laughs> okay. I was not a celebrity baby. Oh, you were not? No. Oh. No. And if people that know me would say, not the TV one. You know, not the, yeah. even I was a baby, yeah. not TV. You were, but okay. uh, anyway, um, it was the, the basketball one. The so basketball I, one? I, yes. And I got a funny story to go with it. Yeah. But I. You know, played you know competitive in high school, and we had you know you know an amazing team right. out of Oregon. And uh, Kevin Love also came from okay. Oregon, wow. and so he you know was with LeBron James with the Cavaliers. Uh-huh. And they won a national championship, and he played for Team USA. And he was a freshman when I was a senior, but we we competed against each other. And um, when we went to the the state tournament. Uh, there was uh, some photos being taken, you know, throughout yeah. the state tournament of action shots. Right. And so my dad picked up an action shot, and there's me kind of going up, I guess, for like a reverse layup. And it looks really athletic, and all these people are jumping right. around. Impressive. And then as, right. I, as I looked at it closer, I'm being blocked. Oh. You know, <laughs> I'm being blocked by Kevin Love. Okay. And I'm like, I'm like, Dad, like, you got a photo of yeah. me. I'm getting right. blocked. <laughs> but Keeps you humble. Yeah. Just like my awesomeness with fake news, because I get it, I get it wrong about yeah. half the time. <laughs> but I, I mean, it was, it was fun. It's crazy to see um, athletes like that, what they become, and I mean, you could see it coming. Right. He was so huge, and he was much different back then. Actually, uh, the way uh, his body type was, yeah. he looked like a lineman that was super tall. Yeah, and then he's transformed into you know a slender, leaner. You know, yeah, athletic, probably, yeah, so. the right. Anyway. Wow. Well, that is an interesting yeah. story. You're brushed with greatness. Yes. Yeah. You got owned. Yeah, I, I got did. I did. <laughs> it right. wasn't the other way around. Yeah. No, no. That'd be a yeah, that'd be a cool guy story, but this is actually a real this is the real stuff. Yes. Yeah. Appreciate that. Okay. Um so, let's go. What are you and your friends close to say you're best known for? Don't that's a that's a good question. Wow, I like okay. that one. Well, you know, I think I'm proud of my question. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know, I do. I, you know, I have a lot of employees. You know, over 400 employees, and you know, been with a great company. I've learned a lot of lessons. There's a lot of, you know, I would say um, things I've picked up for business. Right. I wouldn't say that business is my gifting. I mean, it's what I do. Really? Yes. Okay. I mean, I think you know, I love leadership. I yeah. love ideas. I love you know being competitive and making things happen. Like, sure. I, mean, I, I like that. Right. But I think. Um, Really, probably following the Lord, and not that I'm the best at following the Lord, right. but a just a genuine pursuit of Him. I think that's what those close to me would probably say. Yeah, and I think with that, um, you know, 2009 mm-hmm. is when I really felt a more of a I don't know hit across the head of going all in for my faith. Right, and so so I think you're in was, business at that time with already working for 
right? For Dutch yes, Brothers? I was with okay. I was with Dutch Bros. I didn't have my first store yet, as far as my own ownership. And uh, 2009, I just I don't know. I think I, I I just knew something was always off. I wasn't right. really living out my faith. And uh, I remember I was pretty desperate, turning to you know whatever sermon I could come across, and it really wasn't attending church or. Seeking the Lord wasn't something I was really doing. I was just walking around feeling guilty all the time with yeah. him in the back of my mind. <laughs> yeah, right. And I remember hearing the sermon, and it, it couldn't have been better. But you know, I, I played the sermon. It was talking uh, at a Second Corinthians or Second uh, Corinthians, and it was kind of demonstrating through Scripture about you know the three different kind of states you can be in. And mm-hmm. there's a spiritual man, there's a carnal man, and a natural man. Right, right. And so as I'm listening to this, you know, they're kind of describing well, what is a natural man? As Scripture kind of lays it out, and mm-hmm. natural man is Really, anyone that's you know not walking with God doesn't necessarily right. living natural to this world. Yeah, the spiritual man is someone who's actively living a spiritual life, pursuing God. Yeah, and the carnal is just you know half of each. Yeah, you know, so <laughs> yeah, you're just you're just right in the middle. And the member of this pastor, he kept just hammering on, if you're the carnal one listening to this, I feel the most sorry for you because you're the most miserable person here. Wow, so, that's well said. It was. It yeah. was really well said because it was just like you're in the middle of a of a crossfire, you know, yeah. internally. You're just you're in right. a war and you're in the middle of it. And it was, you know, it, it my my life the power of God wasn't being demonstrated in my yeah. life. And it something wasn't right. And so that I felt in that moment, okay, like I'm I'm I don't want to be half in half out. Right. Like I want to I want to leave this earth saying right. that I gave it my all, and I really was committed to his ways. And so I, I, I did it. You know, I, I threw off my headphones and said, I'm all in, whatever that yeah. means, let's do it. And really, you know, f- really felt him come strong, come come upon me, and really just felt like from that day forward, it was like I stood up and I was, I was different. Wow, that's a great, great testimony. Yeah. Really, that's like yeah. a, kind of a hit between the eyes. Yeah. You often think of the person who's current, like um, uh, natural as being the most miserable because they're the farthest from God. Yes. But in reality, there's almost like a, a blissful ignorance. And I've met people who are have want nothing to do with God who actually seem happy, you know, and have, you know, yeah. from just a happiness point of view. But it's these people in the middle, this sort of God-haunted yes. people, right, <laughs> where, where you you were. Yeah. Huh. I mean, my friend, uh, before he uh, knew God, he said that, you know, no spiritual warfare— you know, when he's living yeah. in the world and doing all the things, it was, I mean, yes, not, it's not, I mean, he had consequences yeah. for his actions. Things weren't all aligned. But as far as spiritual warfare, he wasn't, he wasn't sensing or feeling any of it. Right, and then you, right. And then you, you get in the game and, you know, you sense the tension and things change. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. So you make, you make some interesting, like, um, t- you've been, you, you know, some of the things that you shared about, like, you, but you're very interested in emotional and mental health. Yeah. So this is, I mean, we've talked about the pandemic. Everyone talks about the pandemic. But the, the lesser known uh, is that we're really in the middle of an emotional and mental health crisis in America. And I, I mean, we're, I, we all, just about everyone listening to this, including myself, is, has something, someone very close to them or v- they know someone going through something really serious with emotional mental health. But this is something that you've had a concern and care for for a long time. Tell me about that. Yeah, I think uh, as you know, growing up, I was more the quiet kid, and everybody's mm. got their own story for you know the, their upbringing and the way they kind of turn out. And I think for me, pain was more internalized, so I was yeah. qu- I was quieter, and, and the walls went up. And 
So as I as I grow up, I was the kid probably, you know, sitting and daydreaming because I just I couldn't focus. I was in too much pain, but didn't really realize it. And then you, then right. you live a certain way for so long. You don't really see any you, you, you consider that normal. Yeah. And then until somebody points out that, you know, it's not normal to just sit there and daydream to get out of pain all day long. Yeah. So right. <laughs> as, as I grew up, I think, well, getting married um, after I, would, I think I was second year into marriage. You know, facing some hard facts from feedback from my loving right. spouse. Who's, who knows you better than the, anyone in the world. They see you the most. Yes. I mean, yeah. she, she, I mean she, she's worked on her own emotional health right. for you know, uh, years before me. So her, she just uh, had a much broader spectrum. And so getting um, the, ed, the, the nudge to go seek counsel, kind of understand myself better. Yeah. And, to be, and I think at the time I was such a slave to work. I had my, my first business up for a few years and working late hours. And even if I was home, I wasn't really home. Right. And so I wasn't present and, you know, just tortured, you know, tortured by distractions and, right. you know, just going right. from one thing to the next. So I think that pursuit uh, took place about six years ago. Mm. And I think I just viewed counsel as some for those that have gone through something absolutely horrific. And if, if you can't really identify that, then, then it's for somebody else. Right. But really, I mean, everybody needs counsel. You know, yeah. it's, it's scriptural. Everybody right. needs it. You can get counsel from a friend, a professional, a mentor, but to some level, counsel is essential for all of us. Mm. And uh, so as I, as I kind of went into, and dove into this topic, I just, I, I could not believe the onion layers behind, you know, uh, the real me buried. Huh. And I think that. So when, you were acting out things that you had, you didn't even know where, what space that came from no. until you had someone help you walk you through that. I, I, I had no idea really what, a, what um, <clears throat> trauma, trauma does to your brain, how yeah. it affects you, or, you know, even be able to recognize when you feel triggered when something comes up right. and all of a sudden you're in a, in a space that's not good. You, you're, you're anxious, your anxiousness goes through the roof. Um, and so as I think as I discovered and learned more about myself, I think I just kept, I kept double downing and, um, continued that pursuit. And I think I just, I've been blown away. There's a great book. Um, the couple, I think they go to, uh, Scottsdale Bible, Mm -hmm. um, uh, how we love, how we love, okay. How we love. Um, and they actually kind of talk about the, like, you know, there's different personality tests you can take and it gives you some insight. Um, this isn't love languages. This isn't though. love languages. Okay. It's, it's for couples, but I think it's interesting for anybody. I think you can go online and take their tests and kind of get an idea of what you know personality type you fall into. But what it actually identifies is your dysfunction. Yeah. So hmm. not just identifying maybe your traits, but actually identifying the your dysfunction cycle that you can um, that you can get yourself into if something comes up. Right. And so then you start to understand, okay, well, if I tend to be this kind of personality and this tends to be that, that personality's typical dysfunction cycle, right. then here's the ways in which you can go against it. Right. Here's how you can self-soothe, take care of yourself, calm yourself down, get yourself you know, centered on the rock and get back you know, on your feet. And so there was just so much more to the topic I could have I never dreamed of. Dreamed of, but... Uh, if you're just tuning in, uh, this is Jonathan Sanborn with Counterculture. We have in studio today Caleb Berkey. We're having a fantastic conversation about mental health and really his journey, his emotional journey. He's um, uh, the um, CEO. Oh, I guess the CEO is that the right term, or the the owner leader yes. of yeah. a large amount of Dutch Brothers franchises <laughs> across Arizona. Uh, but just fantastic conversation. Um, so um, you mentioned um, like. 
soothing or self-soothing or something. But you mentioned there's so many distractions yes. and choices that we have. And I, I think there's like – even at the beginning of the show, I mentioned there's so many choices for podcasts. But there's so many choices for everything. Like go, go, go to the grocery store. You go to who should I marry or what should I do with my life. They, they seem like endless amounts of choices, all of them with some ser- huge implications. Well, maybe less of whether I got the – the or- organic eggs for four fifty, or I got the, the natural <laughs> eggs for two seventy five, but you know, uh, so that's the you know, there's so many choices. What tell me about that? Yeah, I think with with so many choices in life, I think the thing that started to bother me is I didn't, I did, through my Christian walk and my faith, I, I never, you know, in previous years didn't feel confident in my hearing God's voice. Right? Am I being led? Is this His will? And I think. You know, there's so many, there's there's definitely not. I can't sum this up in a couple sentences, but you know, scripture obviously gives you a good, um, uh, you know, good foundation for what God's maybe will would be, what His character right. is, what yeah. He actually says. And you know, and when you're surrounding yourself around other the other believers who are also living a sincere walk of faith, right. I think that there's 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 opportunity there to hear from God through the people through around pe- you. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, your spouse, things like that. And I think that it, it just would bother me. Like I'd go, I'd go into my closet for an hour. Yeah. And I'd say I'm not, I'm not coming out until I hear from God. I hear from God, okay. or you know, an angel comes and slaps me in the yeah. face or something. <laughs> uh-huh. So and how'd that go? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just walked out of there, yeah. kind of, uh, you know, down. Like I, I yeah. didn't feel like I experienced or heard anything or right. whatever. And 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 really, my heart's cry is I, I just want to have a relationship with you. And there's something that feels funny about just praying a prayer and then hoping you're praying right and hoping as you walk and live your day that right. you're making him happy. And it just seemed like there should have, there should be more back and forth. You know, his sheep know his voice, the scripture you know, talks about. So um, as I've been, you know, probably taken some of the complication out of it and tried to just, okay, noticing. So as I've mm-hmm. noticed, okay, well, I, I'm praying, I'm praying about something and then, oh, the answer came and came quick. I started to notice those more and then as I started, and, and through that was more specific prayers. I think I, I also noticed, um, you know, different. You know, I think Scripture talks about a quickening of the heart. So right. some some people might might feel like their heart is pounding extra fast when they know God is wanting is leading you to you know step, right. step up or say something. And that right could now. be a scary thing. Could be something that isn't easy. Yes. Right. And then you may yeah. think like I'm just anxious, or yeah. maybe it's it's a way in which God is communicating to you. Yeah. And 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 nudging you. So I think. I was, you know, noticing my body. I was noticing, you know, uh, maybe goosebumps sometimes yeah. when it just felt like a big amen that just rushed across my body and right. it happened randomly. Yeah. And so I just kept kind of noticing the little things. And then, you know, going back to, you know, the, the whole closet thing, I'd, I'd go back and just, you know, close mm-hmm. my eyes and say, Lord, you know, what do you, I'm just going to let you speak. Yeah. And I paid attention to the subtle things. I paid attention right. to what's the first thought that came into my mind when I submitted this time. Yeah. And then not ignore it, not just say, mm-hmm. well, that, that sounds like me. That sounds like something I would think of. Right. And instead say, okay, why don't I write that down? Right. And then, you know, and if I'm, if I'm you know, hearing a sentence, if I'm hearing a word, like write it down. Yeah. Write it down. Think it's about consistent. it. And yeah. so me and my wife, we do it all the time. We'll, we'll, we'll pray together. We'll both kind of do the same thing. And we'll mm-hmm. say, hey, we've got some family decisions to make. Let's, why not just pray yeah. and see if we're getting a yes or a no about this. Yeah. So we'll pray and and I can't even tell you when 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 I feel nudged towards an answer, she feels nudged towards an answer. I mean, it's we're getting the same answers. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's, you know, I don't want to I don't want to put God in the box and how He talks, right? But I think just opening up the door 
that right. he is wanting to communicate. Right. He's wanting to have a relationship with you. He doesn't want it to be a guessing game. And so right. I think that's that's been a that's been really uh, comforting to me mm-hmm. as I'm constantly making decisions. I want to just do. I honestly. Like you could propose something, you know, crazy to me and everybody would logically say, take that deal or do that. Right. And I'm only going to do it if he tells me to. Right. You know, just right. like what Jesus said, I'm, I, I do what my, I'm only doing what my father is yes, doing. Right. What I see him doing is what I will be doing. So this is a great discussion mm. because I think people can get confused on it. Uh, one, you have the, the awareness to acknowledge sometimes um, a difference between maybe what you want and what God wants for you. Yes. And learning to lean into that and, and reaching out for really the, your, your your orientation is I want before even what I want I want God speaking into my life. Yes, and uh, so I I often think of like the way of wisdom, uh, which is led by God's word and the way people can speak and give counsel. But we also have the way of the Spirit, the way He specifically and individually guides us. When maybe when there isn't necessarily one clear choice. By wisdom sense, they might seem good to, uh, multiple options or multiple people to hire or multiple things to do. You'd, it's really his spirit can guide us in the middle of that. So uh, great discussion because yeah. I think many, many, just about everyone who's wrestled with God and in their faith has to ask the question, how does he lead me? And so he's not going to contradict his word. But he also, but given that, there's still a lot of options, <laughs> and we have to live our life in the middle of all that. Well, yeah, I, I think one other example actually just yeah, came to my mind that was somewhat more recent. As I was, me and my wife, we you know for years we've been saving and saying we we want to buy a house in 2022. Yeah. So when we were in 2021, I I told my realtor friend is I'm like, hey, take me off the mailing list for all the listings you keep sending right. me yeah. because yep. I don't want to see it. I right. don't want to go there. Right. I don't feel like I'm supposed to. And um, and so I as I we would go into these prayers with my wife and you know just just invite God into you know whatever it is he wanted to share. I kept seeing like a you know a dirt road with a, a hedge on the right side mm-hmm. and the land on the left and I kept seeing it I kept seeing it and I didn't know what what it meant I didn't I yeah. have any idea like house land work I had no idea and so as as we went further into the process it all it took about three months in I kept seeing the same thing and it kept coming to my mind and so I I, I it finally hit me and said you know I feel like I've driven down a dirt road once that resembles what I was seeing mm. so I, I go to you know. Uh, uh, Google, I go to satellite images, I kind of look down this street and see, well, what houses are down there? Right. There's three homes, and I pick one, and I f- see pictures on it, you know, from 10 years ago. Right. And it's not for sale, and I'm looking at it, and just something in my spirit just jumped out hmm. and said, this is the house. And wow. so I, I literally called my my realtor friend, and I'm like, you're going to think I'm crazy. Yeah. I'm calling you to tell you that this, you know, specific house that I found online that's yeah. not for sale if it comes up for sale, let me know. And so he's like, okay. All right. <laughs> okay. And so, um, you know, a few weeks later, I had my other friend who had, you know, no idea. I was you know, um, looking at that house, having these conversations. So I think it was about two weeks later, another friend ends up sending me the listing to that home and said, hey, this just hit the market. You should look at purchasing it. Yeah. And wow. So then I'm like, hey, realtor, where were you, first of all? <laughs> but um, anyway, so. No it, commission for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we, kept, we kept pressing in and made sure we got the confirmation and made right. sure we felt good and ended up getting it. And then I'm still like, you know, but God, I thought I was supposed to do this in 2022. I'm right. not even looking for a house. And then we get it right before, you know, the Phoenix market takes off. You know, yeah. real estate wise, right. you know, the, the market's gone crazy. And yeah. it literally 
you know, probably by the time we got under the contract was the big shift in, in the, in the, um, uh, in the city, in the county. Yeah. So it's just amazing. You know, God's totally a total God story. Yeah. Just leading you all the time. Cause we make our plans. As the Bible says, God, we make our plans, but the Lord directs our steps. Yes. And so he really directed you into something that might've been a little bit counterintuitive, yep. countercultural, yes. <laughs> not countercultural, <laughs> but counterintuitive. And yeah. then, yeah. Fantastic. So as we kind of wrap up our, you know, our time, yeah. this has been just a really um, a great time talking. Um, you mentioned young people, like you just have a heart for young people and what the what you feel like you want, you want to pour your lives into other people because you you probably have hundreds of young people working for you, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I definitely think that's a big mission that I have and why I'm doing the work that I'm doing is yeah. I really enjoy the staff. Yeah. Um, and I really like pouring in and seeing them accomplish, you know, what they want to accomplish. A lot for a lot of people, they may have a, a career um, in Dutch Bros. For others, yeah. it might um, just be a stepping stone to where they're they're headed to next. And so, uh, you know, for me, you know, as as I hear so many these big dreams and ambitions um, from the staff, and in this really yeah. this disconnect of, you know, I kind of have a vision, but I have no idea how to get there. And I think, you know, if you look at it from an analogy of of um, you know, building a house, you know, it's, it's, it's one brick at a time. And so as you're, as you, you know, maybe consider doing a personality test, as you consider getting a mentor, yeah. as you consider listening to podcasts, as you keep making these decisions, you're, you're building a house, you're building a beautiful house. You can build it with one know, brick at a time, a few bricks or a lot of bricks. And so Caleb, this has been such a great time. Thank you so much for being on my show. This is fantastic. I can't wait to uh, get the word out there. So blessings in what you're doing. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening today. Counterculture is made possible by Care Portal, helping local churches help children and families in crisis. Sign up you and your church today at careportal.org. This program was sponsored by Care Portal.